hey broads, just wanted to hop on here quick before the episode started to let you know that again, um, this specific episode is coming to you. Uh, we recorded this previously before everything went into full lockdown um, in California and the rest of the states. Uh, in fact, I think this episode was recorded on the 15th or 16th of March, and it was the last time Becca and I actually saw each other in person. Um, so just wanted to give you that heads up. Also, um, wanted to let you know, we have been recapping Love is Blind and having a great time doing that. And for those of you who haven't watched the show, you should watch it. It's really good. Um, and if you have and you didn't like it, I'm telling you, even if you don't like it, Becca and I are having the best time doing these recaps, so we hope that you'll join us. Um, we are dropping the recap for episode four of Love is Blind on Thursday. But we thought for all of you who aren't as interested in some of this reality TV that's not The Bachelor, that we would break it up with this friendship breakup Q&A episode. So a couple weeks back, we recorded an episode called Bachelorette Breakdown and Friendship Breakups. And the second half of the episode, we talked all about friendship breakups. And we got so many good questions from all you broads that we thought we would just do a full Q&A with your questions, your beautiful broad voices. Thank you so much for sending us those voice memos. Um, So we hope that you enjoy that. But Love is Blind recap will be back in action on Thursday. Speaking of reality TV recaps, we have heard you and we have we have heard your roars begging for the Tiger King recap and broads. We hear you. We see you. And how could we not do a Tiger King recap? Are you kidding me? This is the craziest show I've ever seen in my life. I binged that shit faster. I mean, I'm embarrassed how fast I binged it. My poor child was probably neglected for like 24 hours because all I could do was just focus in on this show. God, it's so good. But the recap is coming. We promise it's coming. I think we're just going to spend, um, do one really long episode recapping all of the highlights because you can't go episode by episode with Tiger King because you binge it because it's too good. You binge it. So yes, a big Tiger King recap episode is coming where we talk about all the fantastic highlights because there are so many and I can't wait to talk about it with Becca. I am chomping at the bits, literally. Um, So that's coming, but wanted to give you a heads up about that. Also, um, quick housekeeping. Wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We have received so many messages over the past like week and a half from you broads asking how you can support us during this time, which means literally everything. It is extremely humbling and just makes our hearts filled with so much warmth when we see those messages. Um, And wanted to let you know ways that you can help us is first and foremost, if you haven't given us five stars on, um, on iTunes, that is extremely helpful for us. Um, Also sharing the podcast with your friends. Uh, let's make this broad squad even broader, even bigger during this time. Um, sharing episodes that we're currently putting out that you're listening to and you're enjoying, even sharing past episodes that were maybe beneficial for you or that made you laugh or whatever. Um, that is extremely helpful for us. Um, thank you for all of you that have been doing that. It really means a lot. But honestly, You just tuning in right now through all of this and continuing to support us by listening 
means the most. So thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. And we hope you enjoy this friendship Q&A episode. And we'll catch you on Thursday to talk all about Love is Blind episode four. We'll keep you updated when that Tiger King recap is a coming. Let's chat. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Hello, Broads. Hi, Broads. How are you all doing today? Um, I don't know how we're doing because we're recording <laughs> this from the past. We're recording this from <laughs> the past. So, t- t- like... t- Becca, Jessica, I hope you're doing well. Yes, indeed. All of our intros are going to be like that for the next like <laughs> few episodes because we're all... <laughs> Because we've been pre recording recording this shit done in the span of like two days. We're doing our best to bulk up. We're bulking up, broads. Um, So, you know, no idea where the state of the world is at right now. No idea what our state is right now. Um, But, you know, I hope that it's a good one. And again, here we are. Blessings to you in the future. (laughs) Blessings. (laughs) Um, We we hope you are well. And, um, (laughs) and, Again, we're just, you know, wanting to be a little light in the source of some yes. worry and craziness and all that um, for all of you broads. So, again, not trying to ignore what's going on. We just actually have no idea what's going on as we're recording this. So here we are. Ignorant from the past. <laughs> and there will be. <laughs> so today, you know, we did an episode about um, friendship breakups yes and if you haven't heard that episode it's actually in the title it's connected with um it says bachelorette breakdown and friendship breakups so you might have just thought it was a bachelorette episode but the second half is all about friendship uh yeah the majority of it's about friendship breakups friendship breakups so check that out if you haven't um we really got a lot of people wanting us to do Q and A afterwards, yeah, especially since we didn't give, <laughs> as my sister said, we didn't give so much helpful advice. <laughs> so I maybe that's that. what that'll be for today. I love your sister's. Um, uh, yeah, she's like, it was a fun episode. You didn't really like. We didn't give a lot say of advice. anything constructive about no. friendship breakups. I think the last few minutes we did. I think we came through a little bit. Maybe I don't quite remember. Either way, that's the goal today. That's the goal. So we figured have people do some call-ins and maybe we can give some advice. Um, from those Collins. Yeah. So should we just hop yes, right into it? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. Did you curate these? Or are you just picking blindly? Um, This is a little bit of a blind pick. Oh, A little okay, bit ready. of a blind one. I'm ready. You ready, ready? Yep, 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 yep. All right. Let's do it. Hi, Becca. Hi, Jess. Uh, I'm one of the original broads. been listening since the first episode. Um, thanks for taking my question. I guess my question is, uh, basically in high school, I had this old friend of mine and it was a, I wouldn't say she was a toxic person, but I would say our friendship itself was toxic. And I know a lot of people really go through it. And I found it very hard to get out of the friendship just because I felt an overwhelming amount of guilt. Mm. And, you know, it's over 10 years or so later and hindsight is twenty twenty, and I know it's fine to not keep every friendship, but... I guess, like, what's advice that you can give someone 
it's like in the emotional part of it like what could i have hmm. told my 16 year old self to let her know that it's okay that not every friendship lasts forever and it's okay to tell yourself you just don't want to be in a friendship anymore okay thank you love you guys I think she just gave herself the words that she needed. I know. That was just like a lot of wisdom wrapped into a question. She didn't uh, say her name. Did she email it? I don't think so. Well, maybe she wanted to be anonymous. Anyway, she gave herself that advice. She said, she said, what, how should I tell myself? It's okay to not stay friends forever. And it's okay to distance yourself basically from things that aren't serving you anymore and that's the that's the truth about it first seriously i think that um especially when you're in like the throes of it oh my goodness you feel like she was saying that guilt and you're with someone especially if you've been friends with someone for a really long time but you threw out the word toxic and to me if I could go back in my life and with any friendship of mine that was toxic, like I wish that I would have told myself like, hey, there's no need to be unkind to this person, but there's also no need to stick it out. Mm-mm. And you um, don't know necessarily what irreparable damage the person could do to you, especially when you're younger and you're growing. I know that there's been people in my life where they weren't healthy friends for me to be around and they would throw a lot of negative talk at me about like the way that I looked or my behavior or whatever that was just, you know, kind of just catty and nitpicky. And it really, that, that shit sticks with you, you know, it stuck with me. And I think if I could go back, I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have just been able to tell myself exactly what she just said. Like, it's okay. I think it's something also you learn as you get older that your time on earth is limited and it's something I'm still learning, but your time on earth is limited. And if you are spending time with someone that sucks your energy or is that you all leave with a negative feeling, Mm -hmm. whether or not it's them or just your relationship dynamic, it's not really worth it to keep it around. And that's definitely something, like I said, I'm still learning and it's really difficult, but kind of like you're saying too, if I could look back in time and give myself some advice, there's some relationships that I cut off just waited until I basically couldn't handle it anymore. And I wish I had done myself the favor of ending that relationship when I knew it needed to end, not like three years later. Yeah. So at the end of the day, especially if she said she's not a toxic person, I think the relationship was just toxic. She's probably doing that friend a favor too, Mm -hmm. even -hmm. though the friend might not be wanting to let go. That's very true. Yeah. I don't, maybe I misheard. I thought she was saying the, uh, I don't didn't know the difference between if she was saying the friendship no, she, was toxic. She, yeah, toxic. she said, I don't think she was toxic, but our relationship oh, was okay, toxic. Oh, okay, okay, I must have misheard. Um, okay, yeah, then absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely going to do someone a service too. Because I think, again, yeah, when you're in it, sometimes you don't know. Maybe your other friend, like this one, has more foresight and awareness of the toxicity mm-hmm. of it. And when you're deep in it, regard, like depending on what's going on with you emotionally, you may have no idea that you're maybe becoming too codependent or mm. that you're cre- like starting bad habits or forming bad habits. Um, so sometimes the uncomfortable piece to remove yourself or to communicate that is, yeah, I agree, is going to be better for your friend in the end. Well, I'm sure. glad you did what you needed to do. I know. Same. She's just broads are out here just like, you know, doing the damn thing, doing the not, even, thing. not even needing the advice. Okay, broads, let's pause for a second. So here's a not so surprising fact. 
Everyone loves saving money, especially when you don't have time to browse online for discount codes or coupon cutting in the daily paper. I don't know if people do that anymore, um, but it takes a lot of time. Also, in certain times like these, when everyone is really trying to save money, I know that my go-to, a major life saver for me lately, has been Honey. Honey is the free online shopping tool that literally takes all the work out of saving money because it automatically scours the internet to find the best promo codes and applies them to the items that are already in your cart. Uh, Honey's 18 million members have already saved over $2 billion at over 30,000 of your favorite stores like Macy's, Sephora, Target. And right now, all of us are looking to save money, like I said, big time, which One of the biggest reasons why I love this tool is because you're saving money on things that were already in your cart that you were already going to buy. Bless you, honey. Uh, Honey is the ultimate honey. I used honey last week. Of course, it was at Target because really broads, it's problematic how much I uh, like to shop at Target. Um, I've learned to just accept it, but honey automatically scanned my online shopping cart and I ended up saving $41.73 on the nose. That's a lot of money, okay? Saving that money was the perfect pick-me-up for the day. You just can't beat it. It feels so good. And if you're listening at home thinking this sounds too good to be be true, I promise you it's not. It's a no-strings-attached way to save money that's already being used, um, and it's loved by so many people. Just look at their 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store if you need more convincing. I didn't even know that was possible to have that many five-star reviews. Uh, Using Honey Feels pretty great. Think of it as a little victory. Plus, it's free to use and free to install in just a few seconds. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash chatty. That's joinhoney.com slash chatty. Uh, So if you're one of the many people who have found themselves working from home as of late, it can be a little hard to switch mental gears when you need to get that day rolling. One thing that has helped me immensely is getting dressed as if LA isn't on lockdown. Here's a pro tip for keeping a routine throughout all of this. Getting into work mindset while working from home you can put on some real pants, okay? And Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants look professional and stylish, but are as comfortable as your favorite sweats. Uh, It's the best of both worlds, really. You look good, you feel good. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are super comfy, perfectly stretchy, and stay wrinkle-free, which makes them extremely convenient when you need to seamlessly switch between watching a movie a video conference, backyard playtime with the family. Um, No matter your style preference or what your day holds, Beta Brand has the pants to match, and you can choose from dozens of colors, patterns, cuts, and styles. My personal favorite is crop in black, which I'm wearing. Can can the YouTube see it? Whatever it is, if you can see it or not. Makes my butt look good, and they look so professional. And I like to dress them down with a sweatshirt like I'm wearing right now um, and sneakers, or you can dress them up with a little moto jacket and a heel. Whichever way I wear them, I know I'm going to be comfortable and look polished no matter what the day throws at me. Uh, right now, our listeners can get 25% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash chatty. That's 25% off your first order for a limited time at betabrand.com slash chatty. Find out why people are buying five different pairs of these pants. Seriously, they're perfection. Um, That's Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pant. So go to betabrand.com slash chatty for 25% off today. 
Hi, Beck and Jess. Love the show. Love the podcast. Um, so my best friend is going through a really turbulent period of her life right now. Just ended a pretty toxic relationship. Is now dealing with moving out of their shared apartment and a lot of other things as well. Yep. She's always leaned on me pretty heavily for support, which I don't mind when there's balance in a relationship. But lately, it feels like we only talk about what she's going through. <laughs> and whenever I bring up things like, for example, a nice day that I have with my husband, she might respond with something like, um, oh, maybe one day I'll find a good relationship. And our conversations lately have demanded a lot of emotional energy from me, and I just feel really drained, especially since I have a degree in counseling psychology, and it feels like she's taking advantage of that. We have a long-distance friendship, so I'm unsure how to have a conversation with her about it because, number one, I feel bad since she's already in such a low period of her life, and I don't want to add to that. And number two, I'm worried that like talking to her about this might make her shut down entirely and feel like she can't talk to me about her concerns at all, which I feel like would be counterproductive. So any advice that you guys have would be much appreciated. And thank you guys so much. Ooh, this one's hard. I think we this all kind of have tough. been there, and oh. sometimes we've been on the other end. Okay, I am going to, I mean, uh, here we are getting comfortable. I know, we're adjusting. We're like, all right, here we go. Let's get into this conversation. You know, I am going to say, I, you know, I don't have a uh, degree in psychology or counseling. I know, I was going to say, as soon as she said that, I was like, I don't know. I I don't know why you're asking me, (laughs) but I appreciate it. But, okay, granted, did she say if this is a best friend? I, I always get caught up in the thing. Did she say this is a best friend or like a long time friend? I think it's a long time friend. I would assume so since they have a long distance relationship let's now. Listen, Start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Let's listen to the very beginning. Listen. I know I get so focused sometimes with the details. I know. Hi, Beck and Jess. Love the show. Love the podcast. Um, Thank you. So my best friend is going through. Best friend. Really okay. Best friend. Best friend. Best okay. friend. And, and, and it seems like they've been friends a long time since they're ne- she's in, lives somewhere else and they're long distance. Yes. I have a lot of friends like that, actually. Um, Okay, but here's some perspective. I get, look, I get where you're coming from. I've been there. It sucks. Mm -hmm. I've been on the other end of it. I'm sure you have just too. But also, this isn't like five or six months into this girl. Like, this girl is, your best friend is in the middle of moving out of the apartment with the partner. Like, she is in the fucking thick of it right now. Mm. So it's going to be difficult. So I know that this is emotionally draining right now, but also like this, she's like, this is in the time where she's like really going through it. And honestly, I think relationships do ebb and flow in terms of who's putting out Mm -hmm. emotional energy, Mm -hmm. just like any relationship. And there's times where someone is going to really carry you. And there's times where hopefully if it's a good friendship or relationship, you can carry them. And it sounds like you've been best friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I think you kind of got to suck it up for a certain amount of time and just deal yeah. with it. It is going to be emotional energy because they're your best friend and they're call- they're calling you with all the shit they're going through right now, which sounds like a lot. Granted, like I think two or three months into it, like maybe you can be like, hey, Maybe you can give some tough love. Maybe set some boundaries. I really don't think right now is the time to do it. And yeah. look, if you are just unless not- it has been months and we misunderstood that, like she re- she said she recently. So I so- she's in the middle of moving out right now of the apartment. God damn it! Did I miss it again? It. God. 
Played. I want to make <laughs> Corona on the brain. No, <laughs> just ended a pretty toxic relationship. Just ended just a pretty ended up dealing with moving out of their shared now dealing with a lot de- of other things as well. A lot. She's always leaned on me pretty heavily for support, which I don't mind when there's balance in a relationship. But lately, it feels like we only talk about what. She- okay. So there is a little bit of context. She says she seems like she leans on me a lot. Well, I'm really missing a lot today, guys. Don't know what's <laughs> up. Okay. My bad. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm glad we have clarity. But yes. it's like she is right now in the middle of moving out of it. Okay. And this is what I would say. If you're not in the headspace, just don't pick up the phone and call her back later when you are in a better headspace. You don't have to pick up every time. And you could even just text her. But what if her. she's like, answer me, answer me, answer me, answer me. You'd be like, me. hey, I'm sorry. I'm really busy right now. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to you when I can. Um, I'm with a client. Or like, I'm really tired right now, you know, that's yeah. and, and set a boundary like that. But I, I really I I personally don't think now is the time to be like you're leaning too heavily I agree. on especially, me, especially especially since you did say that she always has like she does lean on you. So she's there's maybe a little bit of a setting off point here. So maybe this friend has been leaning on her a lot over their friendship. And now it's like in like, you know, full gear and you're feeling like you can't breathe a little bit. But yeah, I would agree with you. Like, just remember, this is a really, really, really rough point in her life. So she is going to come in real hot and heavy. Um, But yeah, if it keeps if it goes on for numerous months and you continue to like you said in the in the um, message, you said that, hey, I don't want to make this worse for her and then start like, you know, saying, hey, you're too much for me and make her spiral more. Um, I would agree with Becca. I'd say either you have to then eventually give her some tough love or if you don't want to say that, you could always use yourself as a, you know, quote unquote excuse. You can be like, hey, I love you so much. I don't know if I have the emotional capacity to be, you know, I spend a lot of time day to day like, yeah. Exactly. I, I deal with people all day. I'm in I have a relationship like I love you and I want to be there for you. But I just need you to know that I might not be there for you quite as much as we've gotten used to because it's just a little too much for me because I just have a lot on my back yeah. right now and, and make I, it about yourself. Yeah. And again, I would wait a little while. Yes, and I think yes. we, I think actually remember when we talked to the relationship counselor and therapist when she came yes. here, I'm pretty sure she actually gave me similar advice where she was like, just don't pick you don't have to pick up the call every time and mm-hmm. you can set the boundary just by calling her or waiting to pick up a call when you're ready it's and so don't true. ghost but just like it's so true you so know i'll call you back later i i know i had a friend um who was going through a period and it was it was lengthy yeah and you know i have the kiddo and husband and work and all that and it was just becoming a lot for an extended period of time. And so I kind of started doing that without intentionality, which I wish I would have had intentionality when I did it. Um, But I just, I did try to set boundaries and I didn't pick up every call. I didn't answer every text, you know, right. I'd leave it, you know, for eight hours or whatever. And, um, and I felt bad doing that, but eventually it was almost like this person picked up on it and then found another source to go to or maybe multiple other sources. And then it kind of recalibrated our relationship. Was there any animosity? But no, no, not at all. No? Oh, because good. I was still there for her. Yeah. It just wasn't to the extent. You I don't, weren't just the on-demand therapist. Exactly. And I don't know how this specific um, lovely broad who called in, like how you're wired, but I am wired in a way that I 
will then put pressure on myself like, okay, I have to be there all the time. And I, I then again, when I dig down into it, sometimes it's like, are you a people pleaser? Because mm-hmm. you just want to make sure everybody likes you mm-hmm. <laughs> or are you really caring about people? And it was kind of like, Hey, I, I, in this situation, um, I need to, I need to be there for my friend, but I had gotten to a certain point where I think I was almost an unhealthy crutch because it's almost like sometimes when you let someone vent on you constantly, it's not necessarily helpful for that person either. Um, because then I just became a sounding board and nothing was changing in her life or like there was no movement in what was going on. And it was almost like as soon as I step back and I would still, I would take her calls, but just not all the calls. I would answer the text, just not immediately. And eventually, you know, um, this person ended up finding help professionally and is way better off than when I was <laughs> saying anything. You know what I mean? And then there, yeah, there was no animosity at all. And in fact, Good. we never even had a conversation. Like, I don't even think this person knows that I was having a hard time. So, I, I will say because she did bring up like you were saying that that this seemed this has been something that's been happening. And like you said, I think this might be a breaking point. Mm-hmm. But I do think you need to wait until she gets in a more stable place before setting that boundary. And it does sound like boundaries should have been set before now. Hindsight's 2020. Um, but yeah. now it's a little bit overwhelming. And I think you need to wait till. Yeah. Until things level out a little bit more before setting those boundaries. So then she yeah. doesn't feel like shit and abandoned yeah but maybe wait for like a, a hot minute to set the boundaries because if this is if this is really fresh for her i mean yeah and then, in a toxic relationship moving out of a apartment with someone i mean yeah. that is, and i've been on the other end too where like i know and i have a lot of i have a solid chunk of best friends like a solid four or five people i can call and then also i talk on the phone with my mom and dad and i have two sisters i have like eight people and there was a period of time when with my first heartbreak where i'm not joking i would spend like all day i'd talk on the phone about it crying to one person for 45 minutes then i'd hang up and i'd call the next person and i'd call (laughs) all eight or nine people and i just couldn't stop talking about it but i was having a I was having a really rough time and I did need those people and it probably sucked for them in our friendship during that time. Yeah. But you know what? I like to think that then I have the opportunity to be I'll, there for them too. Totally. And also I would say too, with this, with this person who you're interacting with your best friend, um, obviously it's your best friend. So I'm assuming she feels the same way about you. So you guys are mutual best friends. I w- I do wonder though, like maybe how many people in her life can she talk yes. to? Like you're saying you had, you have numerous people, you have your mom, your sisters, all these people that you can call. I, I feel the same way. I have my mom that I can call my dad. I have numerous friends that I feel like if I needed to, I could get on the phone and talk to them. Maybe this person doesn't have that many people. I also just remembered another piece that the therapist counselor told us. Yes. She said, Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Shout out, Sarah. She was like, if you want to continue this friendship, you're going to have to lower your expectations. And I heard that in this call because she said, um, or in this message, because she said, when I bring up like a nice day with my husband, I can't really bring that up. You got to lower your expectations. And right now you're not going to be getting anything back from her. And also like, I mean, I don't know the context of when you're saying these things, but I know I can think of one close friend um, 
who I was talking to her. I would be talking to her about like my relationship mm-hmm. issues. And then she'd be well, like, well, me and blah, blah, blah. Like me and my boyfriend are did, did this, did that. And so let's just talk about that for a second. I would just be like, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. Like now's not the time. Yeah, It's, it's about me right now. Um, so maybe just lower your expectation and don't expect yeah. that she's going to be like wanting to hear about you and your husband right now. Right. And especially too, because you have someone and she doesn't right now relationally. So she might just not be wanting to like cheer on the relationship because she's feeling lonely and hurt. I like that. I just really like that advice from Sarah though. Yeah. She was like, though you're expecting expectation. If you want to talk about that stuff with someone, you're going to have to call someone else. It seems like mm-hmm. right now and yeah, really, maybe, it, uh, where your friendship's at. Yeah. Maybe you could have another friend that you guys can like, who's in a healthier be relationship <laughs> and you guys can cheer each other on. Yeah. Anyway, good luck with that. Yeah, I know that's super tough though. I know that that's like the the that dynamic, especially with the best friend. You feel so bad, but you're just feeling kind of worn out and like and then you see that person's number pop up and your body goes into full bitterness mode. I know. And especially I feel like if you have like a partner, you like look at your partner and go, "Guess who's calling I again?" Know. I so, know. So so do also also this is also some advice. Do your best not to vent to your best about your best friend to your partner or husband because what's going to happen is your partner or husband's going to get a bad taste in their mouth about your best friend because it's probably going to be like oh she's always this way she's always that way she's exhausting to my wife and then when your best friend is in a good place again that can then cause issue issues because your partner may be like why are you still hanging out with her do you know how that gets that gets really complicated and weird know what so you're also um Oh, I wanted to add in one more last thing, and I don't remember what it was. Gosh, dang it. Never mind. <laughs> if it comes to if me. If it comes, if it comes. If it comes to me. What were you talking about before saying the partner thing? Oh, I was going to say, also, it might be good to wait to set the boundary, not just for your friend, but also for yourself. Because you got to remember, yeah. you're also at the height of annoyance, like you said, and like at the... You're Where really... Anything like you said, the, the animosity is kind of mm-hmm. high right now, because you do, and, and you don't want to set a boundary no. when you're in that kind of headspace because you're gonna end up maybe not yeah. meaning everything you, you said. can ruin a good relationship that yeah. way i i've done similar yeah when you just Me get too. in a weird headspace and then that person just becomes like a negative energy for you even though they love you and they're, they're the black a... spot in your life uh-huh. yeah totally <laughs> totally yeah maybe think about all the reasons that you're thankful for this friendship with this person oh yeah that's nice and dwell on that that's nice oh yeah we talked about that in the last episode looking at the positive things. yes make a list about why you love her yes and what she's been for you in the past you know sometimes even when i'm coming to record i'm like i don't want to record right now like oh i'm not in the mood and then if i have the clarity of mind and and to not get bogged down in that i'm just in my car i just literally start being like you are so lucky mm-hmm. to get to sit and talk and like do that as part of your job with like someone you love. And that's so fun that you get to just laugh and make fun of reality. And, you know, you, sometimes you got to like talk yourself you're, up. No, you're so right. That's a that's a great tip for any part of like your life, whatever yeah. your job may be, whatever, you know, the friendship or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's that's so good. Or like family Things obviously like things get so complicated depending on, you know, some of us are like super privileged to have come from families that are safe and whatever, but whatever that person may be in your life, there's so, yeah, there's so much. There's to be probably, for. well, here's the thing tap to, deep down into that part of you and be like, 
Are there good things about this friendship? And deep down, you're going to know that there's a reason that they're still your friend. So tap into that and remember. And you can hear in her voice, like, this is not like, I don't want to be friends with this person anymore. It's just a rough, it's just, it's just tough. And you're exhausted about hearing about the same thing over and over again. Rightly so. I get it. Especially when it's just over the phone, too. That's hard when you're in a long distance relationship with your friend, because it's not quite the same as just sitting and watching TV and she's venting about her boyfriend. That's true. Even though when it is long distance, I guess the person's not showing up at your door and not leaving the house. Sometimes that will happen. True. But also, I'd just way rather have her vent to me over a glass of wine while we're laying on the couch than while I'm driving to work in my car on the phone. You know what I'm saying? It's just different. (laughs) Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Anyway. All right. Well, hope that that helps somewhat. On to the next. Broad, so it's crazy what you can do with 10 minutes, right? Sometimes for me, it's a nice slow cup of coffee in the morning or snuggling with my precious daughter. And sometimes, if I'm really ambitious, it's doing a load of dinner dishes or folding a basket of laundry, which, let's be honest, never happens, but it's a nice thought. Uh, But how about taking those 10 extra minutes and doing something for yourself? Now that, that I can do, that I can get behind. Uh... One example, working your way to a whiter, brighter smile with High Smiles Teeth Whitening Kit. No joke, broads, this system just works. I was admittedly a little skeptical in the beginning because I've used other teeth whitening systems before. They can be messy, they can be awkward, and my biggest thing, they always hurt my sensitive teeth, but when I tried High Smile, I was sold instantly. The whole process is so easy. It's three steps for 10 minutes a day for just six days, and you will see a noticeable difference in the color of your teeth. Plus, I've experienced zero sensitivity. And I've, like I said, I've used a bunch of other teeth whitening systems before. Every single time, always had uh, teeth sensitivity issues, high smile, nothing. Whiter teeth, no sensitivity, bless. Um, My teeth have not looked this good. Um, I'm loving using high smile, but don't just take it from us, broads. High Smile is used by some of the world's biggest stars like Millie Bobby Brown, Kylie Jenner, the rest of the Kardashian clan. Um, and let's be real, a lot of our regular grooming practices that we've used to get fancy and feel nice have been shut down due to the lockdown. But with High Smile, you can take this 10 minutes for yourself and you can do it at home. It's like a little day spot home moment to break up the day. If you're a little skeptical like I was, High Smile offers a 30-day money-back guarantee if you don't see at least two shades of whiter teeth after using their kit. But I don't think that's a problem. Your teeth will be a-gleaming. Not only that, but for our lucky listeners, High Smile is offering 20% off site-wide for a limited time only. Simply visit order.highsmileteeth.com slash chattybroads to shop their range of products and enter the code chatty at checkout for 20% off. Um, that's high smile spelled H-I-S-M-I-L-E. Again, that's order.highsmileteeth.com slash chatty broads and enter code chatty at checkout. And if that's a lot that you're trying to write down right now, don't worry. All of this is in the episode notes. So you can get that uh, code, get that link, get those pearly white teeth. Hi, Broads. My name is Trisha. I've been a fan since the beginning. I adore you both so much. I have a question about long-distance best friends. Oh, um, About a year segue. ago, my best best friend in the world, uh, her name's Melissa, and she has been like a sister to me my whole life. 
Um, she moved to the other side of the world though. Mm-hmm. And so there's a 12 hour time difference between us now. And understandably that's really oh. affected our friendship and it's had to change. Um, we try to connect as often as we can, but it's made things really, really difficult. So I was wondering if either of you have experienced a long distance best friend type of situation. If you have any advice on how to maintain that friendship or how to help it evolve, I guess. Um, one thing that has helped a lot is we're both broads. So that's just <laughs> something to still connect us. Um, love you both so much. Thank you. Why does that make me want to cry? Yeah, that's really sweet. Oh, Trisha. Well, and Melissa. I have high broads. I have quite a few long distance friendships. I do. Yeah. But uh, never 12 hour time difference. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I started doing the math in my head. When are you going to talk on the phone? 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. And like, that's kind of about it. I know it's that's like so a tough. three hour window. It's so tough. I have my my best friend moved like uh, maybe was it like three and a, three years ago and moved to Ibiza. Uh huh. So that's a big not. Is it quite 12 hours? I always I always have to look it up. When pretty, we're talking. pretty long. It's long. Yeah. It's and first of all, I'm so sorry. That's so hard, especially when it's like your like soul sister. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Well, I like that she brought up that they're both broads. And I think one thing with my long distance friendships is, um, it's maybe a little bit counterintuitive, but what's helped me is sort of take the pressure off of having to connect all the time. Like you maybe would when you lived in the same place. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, one of my best friends is in Texas, one of my best friends is in Fresno. You know, they everyone's kind of a, a, yeah. a far away. But take the pressure off where it's like you don't have to talk every other day or even every week. Like some friends will catch up every couple of weeks. We'll just have a good long phone chat. What's going on with you? We watch the same reality TV shows. We'll yeah. talk about that. I mean, one of my best friends, the one who lives in Texas, was like, I just watched the little women and like I, the new little women and I have thoughts like I don't like it. I'm like, great, let's talk about it on the phone today. Yeah. Um, so just little things like that. But don't don't pressure yourself or don't feel bad if you're not checking in as often as when you guys were close. That's what, that's my advice. Like every couple that's of weeks. Really is good. Yeah, because the pressure will, will strain the relationship for sure. Um, maybe even communicate that to each other to be like I love you you're like my soul sister but obviously like I don't want this to ever get strained because one of us thinks we should be talking more than the other so that then there's not like weird feelings that you're both clear that like you love each other life can get busy you know yeah, and whatever even say even if we weren't to talk for two years obviously I don't want that but I'd yeah. still I I still consider you one of my best friends like yeah. always I this is something I'm really bad at and I have feel like I've learned to get better especially when it comes to like like intimate best friends um because I'm one of those people I'm wired in a way where I'm like I cannot see you for three years and then the second I see you if like we're close I'm good and we're right back where we left off um but I know I've had friend friends who aren't that way and then there can be weird you know miscommunications so I feel like something that's a good idea is I fully agree with you like take the pressure off but if you feel like you guys are both wired in the way that you want to be like regularly communicating and you keep missing each other mm-hmm. and things get weird, I think maybe 
a good thing to do is like set up specific dates, mm-hmm. like make a hard date together. So, um, you know, maybe at least maybe once a month or every other week on a Saturday morning for one of you and evening for the other one of you, you guys know you have a Saturday date and you have to stick to it. And instead of just trying to catch each other yes. when so you're you get like, off work. We're going to sit in front of the computer. We're going to Skype. You're going to have a, a mimosa because it's morning. I'm going to have a glass of wine because it's night. And you have to treat it like it's an actual date. Like it's a hard date in your same city. Because you know, like if you have a date with a friend and she lives 15 minutes away from you, you don't typically cancel like the morning of. You're kind of like, oh no, I, I'm feeling a little tired, but I still need to go. Oh, if it's my best friend, I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> true but you know it's less, no, it's I know less you likely mean. versus like if you're just having a call you're gonna yeah. be like hey can we do it tomorrow and then you're gonna miss I'll each call other. you later i'm busy right now right. Yeah. i feel like if you make a hard like hey every, saturday is like the third saturday of every month we sit down at 10 in the morning or 10 at night we have our skype date and we catch up and like you have to stick to it and you have to be really intentional or do like your own to in addition to that you could do you know, me and Jess sit down and recap shows. You could pick like a show like I know The Circle is on Netflix, like the social media. Yeah. Pick a show like that and and just like you would with your boyfriend or something where you're like, you can't watch that episode until like we watch yeah, it together. Oh, you could do nice. something like that. Where we're like, OK, only watch episode two and yeah. then we're going to sit and talk about it. And yeah, that could be fun. So nice. That's so like nice. a way to connect and feel like you're still. Yeah, I think it's just Hanging. intentionality, whether it be intentionality, like you said, to like, no, hey, it's OK. You don't have to keep up this level intentionality of communicating with the other person or like setting days to talk. Intentionality or being super shows. scheduled. Yeah, you just have to be. It just takes a little more work. It just unfortunately. More communication. Yeah, it's just not quite as free flowing of like, hey, maybe you can buzz by if we ha- if you get off work early and, you know, the kids are or even bed. just calling when you're on your lunch break. It's not going to be the same since no. it's midnight. Yeah. Over there when you're mm-hmm. going to call it. That's difficult. Yeah. It's you really have hard. to be intentional. It's important. But I hope that works out. Yeah. Trisha and Melissa. I'm sorry that you guys are separated from so each other. Sad. But I'm glad that in some way the podcast can help bring you together. That makes me feel very happy. And it's lovely to hear that it's, you know, I don't know. Like you said to a show, anything that can cross borders and boundaries it's beautiful. Love knows no bounds. <laughs> it knows no bounds. <laughs> All right, let's check out this one. Hi, Jess. Hi, Becca. Um, so I'm asking this question kind of like six months into the healing process. But do you have any advice or wisdom for me to deal with a friendship that kind of just ended without me knowing, but in mm-hmm. front of my face at the same time? Over the summer, I had a friend who referred to herself as my best friend. Uh, We went to the beach one weekend. We got back and then never spoke to me again other than to tell me that I was pissing her off by asking her questions. Full on stopped communicating with me at work. I had to quit my job. And I'm still sad about this because I'll be driving around my town and I'll just like drive past her and I'll get like a wave of ouch. So is it my ego? Like what is wrong? Because I have an amazing, amazing group of friends and I just, you know, I don't know what to do. It. Yeah. Also, uh, hey, Becca, 
I respect you so much and I respect your privacy so much, but I have to ask, what's the biological gender <laughs> of your future baby <laughs> or your current baby in utero? Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, also, my name is Bailey. Okay. <laughs> Bailey, you threw me for a loop. I'm like, what the fuck is she about to say? She's I know. Like, like, I respect your mean? privacy. Well, I'm not going to reveal the sex <laughs> of the baby. On the- Actually, I've been meaning to do it. Honestly, I've just been meaning to do a cute photo and I keep forgetting, but I'll do it soon. You're maybe gonna... I've already done it at this point. Yeah, Who knows? Seriously, I, was say, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's already I don't out know there. When it's been released. <laughs> Who knows? Um, uh, okay. First of all, you should not feel bad about the fact that you have a great group of friends and you're still like feeling stuck on this by the way um, i'm still obsessing over the person who ghosted me like three years yeah, later do not feel bad about that are you kidding me and you said this person is your was your very best friend or they called you that and then they're without any explanation just like went fully dark no i would still be extremely bothered and thinking about it all the time regardless of how many amazing friends are in my life i do think some of it is ego not that that's like an not that that's something you should feel bad about but i do think that that for me at least when something like this happened to me a big part of oh. it is ego where you're like me <laughs> this <laughs> but also how are you supposed to like how are you supposed to process that how you know? supposed to process it when someone doesn't give you a reason it was like your friend who goes to you there was no reason or explanation well, given this girl even said that she was pissing her off by asking her too many questions i don't i don't know I'm not sure. I feel like I need more context. I feel like by the sound of it, maybe the girl is. Well, it's also interesting. Did you notice that Bailey said she referred to me as her best friend, but it didn't really sound like Bailey was referring to her as her best friend. Yes, it's an interesting point. Unless you're meaning that like we were best friends, like this person said I was her best friend. It was like a one sided. But but she didn't say that they were best friends. It's true, but maybe her heart is too hurt because so she doesn't even want to say best friends. Maybe, but there is something about this girl, even though I know nothing about her. <laughs> There's that, something about her. No, who's saying that the thing she said, you're you're pissing me off, you're asking me too many, too many questions. And something about it, I have no idea. Maybe I'm reading between the lines, made it sound like they weren't friends for that long. Sounds like they became friends at work. Yes. Because she had yes, to quit yes, her job. Yes. yes. So kind of sounds like they weren't friends for that long like you guys maybe met at work and it burned it was really a quickly yes a friendship. whirlwind friendship and we know sometimes those are the ones to end spontaneously and in a very unkind fashion well, because they're also sometimes with emotionally stunted people yes who are immediately like you're my best friend let's do everything together and then all of a sudden yes. it's like i don't like it. you're asking too many questions we're getting too deep and too intimate and too personal kind of like someone who runs away from relationships mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then suddenly they're like i'm out bye yeah it definitely sounds like this person has something else going on and maybe just was like didn't want to be in a close relationship with her and then just like flipped out and just stopped but but, but it seems angry I'm getting the vibe that kind of what you were saying, like, I, I don't know. I'm getting the vibe that she got caught up whirlwindy and was like, you're my best friend. And then was like, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. The girl seems, sounds emotional. I mean, I'm really, really stretching and reading between the lines, but I feel like she's <laughs> one of those people that maybe doesn't have long time friends. Yes, I would probably agree with that. And I feel like I've experienced people like that. Yes, this person... 
has a familiarity to them. Like, I feel like we all, like not we all, but a lot of us know someone who has at least gone through a situation like that. And it's yeah. kind of the same type of person that they don't have a lot of intimate relationships. Um, maybe there's emotional issues that go on that they push away any sort of intimacy. And maybe you were like a lot of people who'd be told that they were their best friends were getting maybe more emotionally intimate with this person and this person made them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the response to that um, isn't some people just then ghost you and avoid you. And some people, their response to that is anger. And it sounds like this girl kind of cut you off. And then when you tried to figure out what was wrong, got very defensive in an angry way and didn't want you to ask questions. And then clearly made it uncomfortable enough that you didn't weren't able to work with this person anymore. Yeah. Um, well, that's the other thing. She just stopped communicating with her at work. That's emotionally immature. Yeah, there's something there's something going on where it's like she's just going to was she just ghosting just you at work, ignoring you, you like not then, making eye contact. And, and with then you. everyone probably noticed it and everyone was like felt uncomfortable. No, that's immature behavior. Yeah, this isn't someone that, you know, sorry to this person, but it's not someone that you want in your life at all. Because yeah. all of a sudden you're going to hit like a bumpy part of your life and this person will be out the door yes or they hit a bumpy point it's like but, you're not a convenient friendship for, yeah. any, for me anymore so bye but all that you can do is have asked is there something that i should be aware of which it sounds like you did and then she wouldn't answer your questions and got frustrated mm-hmm. so you've done all you can do so mm-hmm. as as um you know this is so much easier said than done but it's just one of those things that you got to have to just do your best to close the chapter. And because she didn't give you anything to think about with your behavior or anything, you know, just enjoy your other friendships. You know, and even if it's not fully accurate, you I think it helps sometimes to quell your obsession if you're just like she has issues. Yeah. And it has <laughs> nothing to do with me, even if it did have a little something to do with you. If you've tried to unpack that within yourself and mm-hmm. you can't you genuinely can't find what you did and she won't tell you what fault you had. Sometimes it's best to just be like, that's on them. Yeah, that's, that's she's a still, shitty person. Yeah. She's emotionally immature, whatever. Just so you can move on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I think I, I don't know. I feel like that's all that you can do, really. I mean, unless you're just blatantly ignoring your own faults. because Some people do that, too, where the relationship ends. They're like, fuck them. True. You know, and they had. I don't know. So I'm sure it sounds like you've yeah. done the unpacking to try to figure out. Yeah, you've tried to have you've, the, you've tried to have the conversation and yeah. she won't allow it. So yes, you're better off. You're better off. I think you know. I don't. I don't think she's. I will say, it doesn't sound like you're upset about the relationship ending so much as like no, the perplexing it's, it's, why. Oh, and that which I get and guess and that's the most frustrating thing mm-hmm. because that's the shit that haunts you when you're laying in bed. All of a sudden, you've been having a great time with your friends, everything is good, and all of a sudden you have this weird flash memory of that friend, and you're like, "What the hell?" Or happened? me, I'm like, "Does no one want to be friends with me?" Secretly? Oh my god. <laughs> Like, am I just really horrible to be around? Does everyone actually hate me? My worst nightmare. (laughs) We see you coming and we're like, gotta go. (laughs) Diving in the bushes. Yeah, we love hanging out with you. (laughs) You're a great And I'm the friend that they just can't dump 15 years later. (laughs) Honestly, I think about that sometimes too. And then I go, you know what? She's usually in a dark place. I don't want to (laughs) know. I really don't want to know. I'm just going to keep living that life. (laughs) Ignore any of those signs. (laughs) 
Sometimes then you just got to test them, you know, then you just start ghosting them and see if they keep trying to hang out with you. Ooh. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. Not make great advice. Jealous. Make your friend fine. jealous. Tell them you have a new best friend and stop picking up their calls. If they keep texting you, you know they really like you and are your best friend. <laughs> Sounds like a Cosmo article. I know it really does. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Next question. Next question. <laughs> I want to do a, a episode, by the way, where we just give shit advice throughout the whole episode yes we're just we'll have to label it so blatantly we could just call it like shitty advice from the broads and we just know that everyone and i feel like actually maybe more people would ask questions i would yeah broads let us know do you want us to do a shitty advice episode (laughs) where you send us your questions and we give the worst worst advice advice possible and by the way if we do it we will be in character the whole time and there's not going to be any moment of like no no no, don't actually do that we'll we'll do a full we'll commit to it we'll probably be giggling through the entire thing bullshit advice but it's it's not going to be a character we're gonna we're gonna own this we should make craig come on that one too Oh, that would be good. Just give like horrible advice from all three of us. I like that a lot. I feel like Craig could get really creative. I think Craig could give some really bad advice. (laughs) He actually, though, on our last episode was like giving decent advice. I know. He's surprisingly thoughtful always. Like sometimes he says, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was. Yeah. Well, you know, he says his crazy, makes those crazy comments. And all of a sudden, like when he just like. When he after he says the crazy comment, he goes, "Well, no, actually," and then he gives really good advice. Yeah, and you're like, "Oh." He said some things where I was like, "Hmm, noted." I'm writing that down. <laughs> I walked away with that advice. You know, I took it back into my home. Well, he was talking about like just different things about self control and stuff, and I was like, "Wow." I know. I'm like, "You're a very self controlled person." Well, now I mean, moderation. The the fact that he's like, "Yeah, no, now I just watch porn maybe once a month." I, know. I was like, "Holy shit!" I know. Damn. Anyway. He's exercised those muscles because he's of his sobriety. I guess. Yeah. But some people who get sober just cold turkey everything. Yeah. Like it's really hard to bring balance, especially when you're an addict to bring. It's hard for everyone to bring balance in their life. It's very true. But some of my friends who are addicts have even a harder time with balance, you know, so they're like, you know, I watch too much reality TV, so I'm getting rid of my TV. (laughs) (laughs) I know some people like that, you know, it's way harder to be like, I'm going to limit it to an hour a week. That's hard. He's actually very balanced. Good for him. He just likes his candy. Other than that. (laughs) (laughs) And his plants. And his plants. His plants. His plants. His plants. (laughs) Hey, Becca and Jess. My name is Emily, and I've been listening to the podcast since day one. I absolutely love you guys and honestly feel I could ask you anything like sisters. So my question has to do with friendships and how to deal with losing people close to you in your life. I had this best friend who happened to be a heterosexual male, and I identify as a heterosexual female. I'm sure as soon as you read that, you got a red flag because straight males and straight females can't be friends, right? Well, that's what everyone told us. Mm-hmm. Everyone said you guys are in love, you just don't know it, your soulmates are probably going to get married one day, but keep in mind, we're still young, and marriage is off the brain for us. We love each other and care about each other more than anything in this world. But it all went down quickly when he was talking to his pastor about some issues we were having in our friendship. And when his pastor found out we were of of the opposite sex, he told him that it would never work to stop trying in our friendship and to get out of there as soon as possible. 
I guess my question is, do I try to stay friends with him and push for us to be the best friends we were before? Or do I let him go and have this the mindset of, well, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Thanks, guys. I love you so much and chat soon. What terrible advice. <laughs> Someone needs to pastor. find a new pastor, first of all. <laughs> Emily, love you. Thank you for listening from day one. Also, you have the sweetest voice I've ever heard. Yes. Um, and I'm so sorry. Also, like, that sucks. I'm also like, maybe did, this, did he somehow miscommunicate this really poorly to you about what his pastor said? Because that just sounds like bad advice. It sounds like bad advice. Unless, unless... When he was sitting down with the pastor, maybe he opened up and was kind of like, I maybe have feelings for her. I know. Just thought about that, too. Did he, did, did he drop that secret, Emily? I know, Emily? but I also don't want to... Oh. I know. I don't want to put that in your I, head. I don't want to... I also... Yeah, I also don't want to say that because it could be one of those things where... It's so annoying when you have a best friend and someone's like, oh, oh they're in gosh. love with you. It's You're in love worst. with them. It's so annoying. It's the worst. And let me say this very clearly. And a lot of people may disagree Men and women, heterosexual men and heterosexual women can be friends. I will fight to this to my dying day. Okay. Now, do I think that a lot of times someone might have feelings for another person, especially like in a certain situation or time? Sure. But I do think there's absolutely people out there who you meet and you just click with and there's no sexual tension and you guys are just best friends. Well, I think also sometimes it gets a little confused about like when we talk about feelings, because I saw this poll that was pretty funny. It was a YouTube video and it was like basically asking girls like, do you have a male best friend? Yeah. Would you ever sleep with him? And the girls were always like, yeah, I have a male best friend. No, ew. And then most of the time when they would ask the guys, they'd be like, do you have a female best friend? Yes. Would you sleep with her? And they're like, yes. Yeah. But I think that, I don't think that constitutes his feelings. And so that was the No, pull. it's probably like, hey, I, I yes, yeah, I think pretty. she's pretty. And like, her. I'd probably have sex with her, but like, maybe I, I'm not planning on it, nor do I want I, And to. I also think that's really different from like, would you want to be in a relationship with her? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. <sighs> I just am so thrown off by this advice. Like, I'm also wondering what, the, what were the issues in their, in their friendship? That he was talking to his pastor about. I'm curious is was your friend maybe starting to see someone and then there was, you know, drama because uh, the person was, you know, uncomfortable with you and your best friend being close. And then the pastor was just like eradicate it. <laughs> Eliminate. I don't know. It's just such strange advice. And I'm sorry. What, OK, regardless of what the advice was, though. Your friend chose to take the advice and is now distancing in your guys's friendship. I'm confused because did the friend I'm wondering, did he just say to her like, hey, my pastor told me I should just cut it off. So that's what I'm doing. Sayonara, sweetie. We're not friends yeah. anymore. Like, yeah, I don't know. But I, I do feel like this is probably a sign that when a bumpy patch might come in the friendship that he may not like, let's just say maybe he were to start dating someone and the person isn't a fan of him having a close girlfriend that it, but they're young too. This is also part of the growing process. I mean, he's, I I believe she said that she's 19 Yeah, and he's probably similar in age and it's 
kind of at that point where you're, and it sounds like you trust his pastors and maybe he's like, damn, I don't really want to do this, but I like that advice. I guess that's like the advice I should take. So maybe you should have a conversation with him and be like, Hey, do you want to end this friendship? Or are you more taking this because of this advice? Cause I really care about you and I value our friendship and I want it to continue. And I want to sort out these issues. Do you feel that same way? Cause maybe we should try to work on our friendship instead of just canceling it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I agree. I think if you, if, you want to remain friends with him, which it sounds like you do, I would definitely have a conversation with him and then kind of see what his reaction is. And if he's reacting in a, in a, you know, a negative way and being like, no, 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 then I would protect yourself and just kind of take a step back and see if this is something that maybe he'll eventually figure out on his own and come back. But yeah, no, I think it, a conversation is really important. Yeah. Cause she asked, should I basically like fight for this friendship? And I think that it sounds like you'd care about it. So mm-hmm. definitely, try to have a conversation, try to give it a shot. And, and, you know, in, even if he's like, kind of shuts you down, if you feel like it, if you feel this way, you can say like, well, I still want to be friends and I'll be around if you ever get a different perspective on this situation. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, um, I definitely think that there might be a piece too, when you're saying that, everyone around you is always like, get married. You guys are going to get married. That maybe makes him feel maybe more uncomfortable than it makes you feel. Maybe it makes him feel a little bit of pressure. Like, should I be with this person? And there's maybe things that are, that are going on um, in his mind that he's not communicating with you. Also, what if the pastor asked that the pastor was like, where are you guys getting married? No. Well then why are you pursuing a, uh, friendship relationship with, with this person <laughs> yeah that's that might have been what was that said could have in the context and then it, maybe you know he got in his head about it especially then with all the other voices being like you guys will get married someday and maybe he, or maybe he does genuinely just view you as a friend just like you view him just as a friend and hearing that constantly and then hearing his pastor maybe echo that is just like uh I also wonder if the pastor was coming at it from the angle of it's dangerous for men and women to be in close relationship with each other because then like sex could happen. That's very true. I, you know, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I know again, this is, I can only speak into how I was raised, but um, how I was raised specifically after you are in a marriage you do not have friends of the opposite sex. Mm. And that was always something that I really struggled with because I have a couple guy friends who are I'm really close with. And I a few of them I was really close with before Evan and I got married. And actually a few of them I've become close with since we've got married, mm. which is an interesting dynamic where like Evan's also friends with them, but we're closer. Mm-hmm. And I know that like a lot of people are like, what? Like that's a huge, like absolutely no. Um, I think that in, you know, obviously this is a different topic, but I, th- I think that in certain situations, I like when Evan has female friends in his life, because I think that sometimes, you know, they are able to speak into his life and show him different perspectives that ultimately help my relationship with him. A nurturing, a nurturing female <laughs> presence in his life. You know what I mean, though. Yes, I do. It's like you know, but I, I, do, I definitely do. But I think that I think that um, and sometimes female friends are going to be the ones to be like, grow up. You need to no, get I'm your shit. Female friends yeah. are the ones who call him out more than his his guy friends. Are just like, yeah, well, you know how they can be or just as blah blah blah. And his female friends will be the ones who be like, yo, you got to get your shit together mm-hmm. because she's really working hard to blah blah blah. You know, it can be lovely that way. But point is. 
is I remember after Evan and I got married, that was kind of a point of contention with a few people and like pastoral figures actually in our life that didn't feel like it was right that I had male friendships. So yeah, you probably nailed that one. Maybe he's just being... The pastor's being proactive and being like, there's no point in having a female friendship in your life because, you know, mm-hmm. which is a really sad way to look at it mm-hmm. because everyone can have such a beautiful impact on your life in a different way. And it's very sad if you only look at each other in a potential sexual way. If they're not going to be your sexual partner, then, you know, it's not worth even engaging. With oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I'm sorry. I definitely feel like if you want to pursue it, yeah, give it a shot. And that's all you can do. Show up at his door with an elaborate... Throw rocks <laughs> at his window. Uh, what's that movie with the boombox on your shoulder? Oh, say anything? Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be good. Broads, we're entering, or I guess we've technically entered one of my favorite seasons in Southern California. Spring. The days are perfectly warm. It's lighter longer the flowers around our neighborhood are starting to bloom which we've noticed on our many walks and as much as i love when the seasons change my skin does not um i have pretty sensitive skin and i swear to god if the temperature even thinks about changing too much too quickly i get all sorts of dry and crusty this season though i've been using a new skincare regime from bioclarity and i am so excited about the results so far i absolutely love bioclarity i've been preaching about them from the rooftops the past i don't know six months since i started using them i've seen huge improvements in my skin i love these products there's no doubt the results are great and even better so are the ingredients all of Bi- all of bioclarity's products are 100 vegan free of toxins powered by plants and dermatologist tested the products are kind to the planet and kind to your skin i've Always found putting together a good skin routine to be a little confusing because there's so many products to pick from. I never know what I actually need. BioClarity is making it easy. All you have to do is go and take their online skin quiz to find out which of their five curated skincare bundles best fits you and your skin goals. And that's it. Uh, If you receive your products and you don't love them, it's no problem. BioClarity offers a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for, broads? Uh, My personal favorite would be their Essentials Routine bundle that has the Floralux product in it, which I am obsessed with. It is derived from chlorophyll, uh, which is clinically proven to soothe skin and alleviate redness. Oh, it's done wonders for my skin. It's called Restore in their Essential Bundle. Um, Also, I love their Brighten Up Sunshine Mask. It moisturizes, exfoliates, and brightens all at once, and it smells so good. Get healthier, more radiant skin today at bioclarity.com. You'll get 15% off everything on the site when you use code chatty at checkout. That's bioclarity.com, B-I-O-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y.com. And don't forget to use code chatty at checkout for 15% off. Okay, so water is the Swiss army knife of liquids. I don't know if that's a phrase people are still using, but if not, you heard it here first and it's back. But really, drinking enough water has so many benefits for your body. It's wild. And we especially need it right now for our immune systems. Problem is, most of us, myself included, aren't drinking enough. But I am here to tell you about something that is my new favorite thing of 2020. And 2020 is a little rough but this has made it a lot better. It's Hydrate Sparks. Super smart, 
super, super, super smart water bottle. It's here to help all of us out with that. Seriously, this water bottle is the only thing that's been able to hold me accountable with my water intake. I swear, I always have the best intentions at the start of the day, but then life happens and hydration takes a back seat. With your Hydrate Spark water bottle, a sensor in the bottle sends you small reminders when it's time to drink up so you stay feeling good all day. And you know what those reminders look like? Your water bottle glows. Yes, it glows like the future. And then it texts you, reminding you when you need to drink water. Yes, it texts you like a damn good friend caring about your health. In 2020 broads, your water bottle is a better friend than I'll ever be. Bless. It's super easy to set up too. Just sync your Hydrate, uh, Hydrate Spark smart water bottle to your free mobile app on your phone or smartwatch. Enter in a few details like gender, weight, activity level, and Hydrate Spark calculates your optimal hydration level. It personalizes it completely to you. The whole process just takes a few minutes. I promise you, this is the easiest way to start creating healthy habits by making hydration feel like a fun game. I have been drinking way more water. I am so proud of myself. And honestly, I feel so much better. Who would have thought? Water helps you feel good. Um, so thank you, Hydrate Spark. Try the Hydrate Spark smart water bottle today. You'll get $10 off your first order by going to hydratespark.com slash chatty now. Hydrate is spelled with an I. That's H-I-D-R-A-T-E spark.com slash chatty for $10 off your first order. Hydratespark.com slash chatty. Hi, broads. Um, my question is regarding friendship breakups. I, a few months ago, ended a friendship with my best friend of about six or seven years. Uh, I just kind of realized that the friendship was really one-sided. For example, I would go to her house a few times a week and I would leave and realize I had been there for four hours and I didn't talk about myself once. She didn't ask about my life, about my boyfriend, about my family. It was always around her and her problems, which it honestly also kind of seemed like she created a lot of the problems she was having. So I just kind of decided um, it was probably best if I end the friendship Now I'm looking back and starting to think maybe the way I ended our friendship was very immature. I honestly just completely cut her out. I did not respond to her text messages. I unfollowed her on social media and I didn't have an actual conversation with her ending the friendship just because I honestly didn't know what to say as stupid as that sounds. So I'm just wondering if... I should now reach out to her and basically apologize for how I ended it, even though I don't want to be friends again? Or do I just kind of take the loss and keep moving and hope that she's okay with how I ended it? Or do you guys think that I should maybe reach out, apologize, but then at the same time, it just seems kind of pointless to reach out to someone and apologize for how you ended things when you still want things to stay ended. (laughs) So yeah, I would love your advice on what is a respectful way to end a friendship and if you think I should reach out and basically re-end it in a better way. (laughs) Thanks so much. Love you girls. You know what's so interesting is how we just had a, a, a 
question saying like so one day someone just like stopped being my friend and now I'm wondering like and it's haunting her right I feel like maybe that's your part of your answer a little bit right so I was gonna say well I do think it was in very immature to just unfollow her and stop answering her texts. Yes, and I'm gonna can, agree with you. Can on that I say one. first of all, I we I definitely appreciate you being really fucking vulnerable. So that's what I was gonna <laughs> I say. Appreciate that. I was gonna say, well, that was super immature. What's not immature is how self-reflective and self-aware you've been about these mm-hmm. actions now thinking back on it. Mm-hmm. That's what I was gonna say, because like, yeah, that was pretty immature. But yeah, to, to for you to acknowledge that and to like consider it and consider her feelings now, it's good. Yes. And I'm assuming in the moment you probably were just fed up. And so you decided to like pull the plug and just end it all. Um, That's going to be. So, you know, we as women, a lot of times what happens, I think, is is like we're saying we wait until we just can't handle it anymore. <laughs> what is to that? The point, without communicating, though. So that yeah. we haven't communicated for months that this is feeling one-sided, that I'm getting emotionally exhausted, and the resentment builds, and the resentment builds. Then the person has no idea, and they're just coming over or having you come over, and they're chatting about their problems for four hours, and they think everything's all hunky-dory, mm-hmm. lack of a self, self-awareness on their part. But... Then the resentment gets to a point in you where you just cut everything off and stop replying to them and unfollow them. And there's been no communication of any of your animosity up and towards that point. And then the person's like, what the fuck? And is truly blindsided. I think 100% since you're even considering it, I think the right thing to do is to reach out. I would agree. Now, there's that one part of me that goes, is this going to bring up back all the hurt for that other person and then you're saying you don't want to be their friend still but I think it will 100% hurt this person but I think most people would rather know I mean we just had that have our yes then have our like this is six months ago and and it's gonna drive her crazy for forever like what did I do why did this person and then especially to I will say you didn't allude to anything actually specifically happening like a circumstance where she did anything wrong to you i know for me personally if all of a sudden i didn't hear from someone and then they unfollowed me on all social media i'd be like i obviously i I would be like i obviously did something terrible like i did something really bad and it would be making me insane so i think for at least to find out though it is very hurtful when you hear that you're just like it's just not gonna happen i would at least like to know hey, I there wasn't something that I did that was terribly wrong, but you did feel like this was a very one-sided friendship and I never asked. And she, she'll grow from that in a relationship, hopefully knowing that, you know. At the very least, just closure and yeah. stop having to beat yourself up about what happened and why. I actually think that I did this with someone, reached back out to them and apologized. They weren't like a close friend. Mm-hmm. They were an acquaintance, but I believe... Either I thought about doing it or I actually did it. I really, I'm pretty sure I actually did it. Yeah. And I think what I did is I reached out and I said, hey, I've just been reflecting on how our friendship ended. And I just really want to say I'm sorry because I didn't handle it the way I wish, Mm. um, the, the way I should have. And, um, 
and I and I th- I'm pretty sure I said like it wasn't anything in particular that you did, but I felt like we were in moving direction in moving in different directions and the relationship was getting a bit one sided and like and I think I was brutally honest and I was like at this time I I don't want to continue the friendship, but I wanted mm-hmm. to let you know that I'm really sorry for not being mature and not mm-hmm. communicating yeah. how I felt yeah. in that moment because you deserve that. Yeah, I think. As much as I, it would be devastating to find that out, I would much rather know that than be bogged down by the constant, like, what the hell happened? I also think, like, at that point, it wouldn't be as devastating because, one, you've already probably gone, worst case scenario in your head about, like, the horrible things and how they hate you and you're annoying. I think someone just saying, like, the relationship felt one-sided and I felt like we were moving in different directions and I, and I don't wish to continue the friendship. Like it's, um, it's not much that you don't already know. I would appreciate someone saying that to me. Like if the girl who ghosted me said that I'd be like, well, now I feel like a little less fuck you still fuck you, but (laughs) thank you for acknowledging that what you did was shitty. Mm -hmm. I also think, um, in the future for anyone listening, if you have a friend who just, will never stop talking about all of their own shit and never asks you first and foremost, you need to communicate and be like, Hey, I just feel really not seen in this friendship. Sometimes I feel neglected. I feel, yeah, I feel neglected. I don't feel maybe taken care of a little bit and I want to always be there for you and all this, but I also feel like you're not interested in my life. Communicate that first. Also, it is so interesting. Like you said, like for some reason, like as women, we let it build up, build up, build up, and then we'll snap and I don't mean to be obnoxious, but let's just have a conversation about the patriarchy for a second, because, you know, it's that typical thing like, you know how dudes are, right? Like, and I feel like it's thrown in our faces sometimes by guys where they're like, why can't you just like, you know, we'll argue and then we'll get over it. And you see these guys who can kind of like get mad at each other, either like punch someone, <laughs> like punch their friend or like have a confrontation and be like, dude, that was that was fucking shitty. Like, what the hell? And then they talk it out and then they're able to be friends again. I think for however many thousands of years as a woman, we've kind of been told to like, you don't say anything. Um, you, you know, look pretty, smile pretty, like you keep quiet, whatever. So I think it's literally just almost like evolution has trained us to just keep it quiet. And then we hit a limit versus guys are allowed to like, you know, express themselves freely and it's not aggressive if they do it they're just having a conversation and i definitely think you know it's a good maybe practice to train your brain and i'm talking to myself too to train your brain to be like no i i i it's it's good for me to communicate it's okay for me to stick up and say hey this this is bothering me instead of just letting it build 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 because ultimately that's just not going to be good for any of us i do think we Oh, part of it is culture 100%. And I think also part of it is our brain wiring and the the tendency to overthink shit. And, <laughs> That's and, true. And, and where men don't quite have the forethought always to be like, how is this going to make my bud feel? <laughs> yeah. Whereas we're like, oh my God, she's going to get her feelings hurt. And then what if she goes and talks shit on blah, 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 uh, on me to blah, blah, blah. And I don't yeah. want them to think that about me. And then like, this could just really blow up. It's better off if I just block them. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like sometimes just don't think about it and just say what you what communicate. Yeah, sometimes you may say something and it might come out, you know, the wrong way. But 
at least at least you said it and at least you communicated it that being said yeah do the right thing i think i think your your intuition is guiding you in the right direction i think so too it definitely seems that way all right i want to do one or two more more. yeah hi broads my name is katie i'm calling from south carolina and i'm calling with a question about um reinitiating friendships that have kind of already died wow these are really um, I had a close childhood friend and we were friends for years and years and years grew up together um and through our teenage years ended up kind of growing apart maybe slowly ghosting each other um and the friendship had also become kind of toxic um she was relying on me for help and support that i couldn't give her um However, I've found as I got older, I've really, really missed her friendship. Um, and I'm trying to decide if it would be healthy to try to be friends again. What do you guys think? Thanks so much. Love you. Bye. Do Hi, we Katie. secretly feel this way about <laughs> do all we feel of each other's friends? Like, is your friend thinking the same thing about you? Because that's what I've gotten from this uh, whole podcast is that we all think that our friends are emotionally draining us. I think so, too. <laughs> I think so too. And you know what? Every time you guys are saying, I'm like, yeah, I totally agree with you. I have that friend too. We all feel that way about, we all feel that way about (laughs) each other. I feel like, I guess, uh, I guess my friends feel the same way about me too, is what I've gathered from this. That is too funny. Either someone's draining you You or distant or like Sometimes it's like, maybe we just need to say like, hey, it doesn't even have to be a serious conversation. Just be like, hey, I feel like you don't want to ask about what's going on in my life. Yeah. Even if you have to make it kind of like jokey, whiny, like, hey, yeah. I want to talk about me. We talk we talk a lot about you and your boyfriend. Ask me about me. And and I know you're going to say that. And all of a sudden you're going to get that red flush. You know, that feeling when you're like, oh, shit. But it's going to be better for your relationship. Probably just get it over just with. Just get it out. Get it out there. And if your friend can't handle it well, then that's that's their yeah, process like, and their issue. But yeah, put it out there. It's like, look, I love you, but. I'm not going to lie. I can't keep talking about your breakup right now. <laughs> You're exhausting. <laughs> I'm exhausted by I'm you. I'm exhausted. Whenever your phone pops, num- your name pops up on my phone, I dread <laughs> picking it up. I just wanted to let you know, though. Just wanted to be communicative. The sound of your voice literally is like nails on a chalkboard to me at this point. You know but what I, hear- I just wanted to communicate with you. You know what I hear a lot, too? And I think that uh, something that I've dealt with, and I think that a lot of people are talking about this, too, with the draining. When you have a friend who's like, always asking your advice but then never takes your advice you know what i'm talking about oh girl they're like i don't know should i date him and you're like no you always date assholes and they're like so we're dating but he's different i had a friend when they come to you crying and doesn't work again i had a friend once that that was that was actually a relationship that had to slowly fizzle out because the and this was a friendship for many many years and i adore her and she's fantastic but at least three times a week, there'd be like a two to three hour phone call being like for, for a, a good two, three year period with a specific boyfriend that they had so many problems and they were just fighting constantly. It would call for hours and be like, what should I do? And it was I gave the same advice for hours and hours every single week, as did everyone gave her the same advice. Um, you know, we're like, you guys are both great, but it just isn't working. You know, I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like we were just trying to give her outs and you just got to whatever. And she just, you know, she just wouldn't take it. And uh, and that, yeah, that's that's very draining. And that can be exhausting or someone who is a is a Debbie Downer. Yeah. 
And you know yeah. what, though? Sometimes we yeah. all can be Debbie Downers, but yeah. sometimes you have a friend who just can be a little bit low in that serotonin yeah. and is always just kind of like, well, here Sky we are again falling. in quarantine. <laughs> I told no you. No surprise. <laughs> I knew this day would come. I've been telling you for years. No one listens because no one ever listens to me. <laughs> Stop. I'm drained. So, all right. Here's the thing to consider. Yeah. One are you romanticizing your friendship and are you actually now only thinking about the good things of your friendship and all the fun memories you had in childhood, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Really consider that. And really, you know, because someone said, I can't remember, but it's like you, even with your own pain, you can't really touch pain, even thinking back in memory. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yes. yes. And, and the way I'm thinking about that is a lot of times, whether we're looking back on relationships or friendships, we can't even touch the negative aspects of it. Like we could in the moment. Mm -hmm. So really try to go there and remember why it ended and really unpack all that. And then ask yourself, am I being nostalgic and sentimental about this Mm -hmm. relationship? Or do I miss it? And do I believe it has something to offer in spite of the difficulties that we sh- that we had? Yeah. And also while you're going going there, you can also then examine the other little side of like, oh, was my frustration maybe my own immaturity? Good point. Great point. Because I know for myself in a lot of relationships when I've had to unpack I'm like, oh, shit, Jessica, that was on you big time. <laughs> there was a lot of immaturity there. And now that I'm thinking back, I remember being like, wow, she is so blah, blah, blah. And now that I look back, I'm kind of like, oh, well, I was really immature. Um, but totally. fully, but fully examining it, I think, is important, too, because I completely That's agree. Really great point. But I feel like I completely agree because I feel like we do. We can romanticize things sometimes. Um, That's so true, though, because I remember looking back on a friendship with a friend and 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 I thought about some situations where I had just completely blown her off because I was immature and mm -hmm. I didn't think that it was that big of a deal. Whatever had happened to her, she was coming me for and looking back on it, I'm like, oh, wow, I was being a really shit friend. (laughs) You know, it can happen. Apparently, all of us are shit friends sometimes. Um, Well, and that's part of the truth we're all shit friends sometimes mm-hmm. i am definitely a shit friend sometimes same probably more than i'd like to admit damn um but i will <laughs> say wow okay well i guess that that's it <laughs> <laughs> don't take our advice <laughs> but i am um, i i will say with re-entering a friendship after you've examined that um you have you don't have to necessarily when you reach back out to the person, you don't have to necessarily reach back out and be like, I'm going in full throttle. Do you want to be best friends again? Yeah, I don't think that that's necessarily a great way to do it because then all of a sudden you might go full throttle and then you'll be like, oh, this is why I wanted to be <laughs> done with it in the first place. Also, I don't think she said the timeline of when they ended it. So you also don't know who this person is now. Yeah. And even if you are following them like on social media, you're only maybe getting a little bit of a glimpse. But I think you can reintroduce a friendship in a casual, more of a casual way. Like I know, for instance, and we've talked about Jenna, who was on this podcast. I know when her and I were having, going through kind of our tumultuous thing and there was arguments and then we started to like kind of ghost each other. And that was so weird. I had been processing in in my own head for then about six months. I was kind of like, Jessica, 
you know, yeah, were there were there fault like faults on both ends for sure. But I was able to then really see where my immaturity was and my lack of communication. And so then one day we were um, sitting down at like a big we were like with a bunch of people and we ended up being sat next to each other. And so I was just kind of like and I had been processing this for a while. I just took a moment and I kind of just leaned into her and I was like, what happened? I'm like, I've just kind of been thinking about everything again. And um, I want to say I'm sorry for my mistakes in the relationship. And I don't need an apology. I, I didn't need an apology from her at that point, even though she, you know, definitely gave me one. But I'm like, I'm just I'm sorry for my immaturities in this. And I know obviously we're in different places now and I'm not asking for us to get back to where we were because I don't think that that's ever going to happen. Like we're Mm -hmm. different people now. We have very different lives. It's been a few years and we're in different places. And, um, but what I do know is that I do love you and I miss you and it would be nice to, you know, chat every once in a while and just kind of, and we opened it up that way. And it's been awesome since because we're definitely not. We used to literally be attached at the hip. And if we would have tried to start doing that again, guess what? There would have been a lot of disappointment in our relationship, the new relationship that we had. And we would have ended up right back where we were because we didn't ha- we don't have the time and capacity to do that. We're also, again, in, in different places in our lives. So but but being able to now put that out there and be open and be like, hey, I do miss you. and I'm sorry for some of the shit. And um, let's just, you know, maybe catch up every once in a while. And that's then what we do. It's like we'll sh- we'll text each other um, every once in a while, I'll see her, and it's great. And it's like, and and then I I don't have that weird kind of like hole in your heart where you're like, I love this person so much and I miss them. Yeah, you don't have regret. Exactly. So it sounds to me that you are having maybe a little bit of that that little hole in your heart where there's maybe a little bit of regret of maybe how it ended. You did care about this person. There's something in your life right now that's making you miss her. Um, so, you know, my thought is reach out and just put boundaries. That's what we keep talking about this episode, right? <laughs> We're all, we all can be shit friends and let's create boundaries and communicate. So I, friendships. I think if you, yeah, I think if you reach out to her and just in the way that you frame it, have there be boundaries there and not have it be like, I missed you so much. And can we talk every day and let's be happy. Remember when we were six and we would do it. Yeah. It won't be that way again. It might, it might turn out to be even better, but it's just going to be different. You also want to make sure that the basis of the friendship isn't solely based on your shared memories. And that's like kind of all you guys do when you're together. True. You know, and it's really fun to reminisce. It is really fun. And, And sometimes you have those friends in your life who you literally never, ever see. And then when you do see them, you bump into them at like a, you know, a party or whatever. Like, oh, my God, remember when? But then yes. you go your separate ways. And yes. those are yes, fun yes, friends yes. to have because they're your old friends and it's fun to reminisce. But if you're trying to have an active friendship with someone. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, All right. We had there's still a numerous questions and I'm sure all of them kind of have to do with the same exact thing. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm well, sure we I actually think we hit quite the gamut of the uh of the, the the spectrum. Of- we did we did a full we started here and we did a full loop around and here we are now trying to reignite a friendship flame. Mm-hmm. Well, broads, let's be good friends. Let's set boundaries. Yeah. Stay and, safe, uh, stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> all the usual. And, and uh, we'll chat soon when we talk about more. Love is blind. <laughs>
Ooh, baby. Love is falling. Love is falling. Justin Bye.